Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. start today's show with a bit of a curveball. Jamie and I had the entire week planned. We said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about these win totals each and every day throughout the week. And then later in the week, we're going to talk about uh, the first wide receiver off the board. And then Jamie messages me this morning and goes, you know what, man? These odds are changing. There's news happening all over the place. We've got to sneak this into the show. So what we have decided to do is we're kind of uprooting the show a little bit. We're going to start the show yes. every day by discussing Whatever has transpired in the last 24 hours in terms of the odds, the betting market, any news or rumors that is relevant to this story, and then we will get into the regularly scheduled portion of the program. Yeah, because you know, I was talking to Chris, and we both want to make sure this podcast can cover everything you need to know, particularly about props in general, but especially this time of year, draft props. And I know we're going to talk about team totals. We'll get into the, the NFC East is the main core of the show, but... We want to keep you up to date on all of these totals, especially as we get here in the final two and a half weeks. And, you know, yesterday afternoon, evening-ish is when we really started to see these changes on, on Monday where we talked about the number one overall pick odds. And we talked about them getting closer. And if you follow me on Twitter, you saw the tweet, you know, late last week of them odds evening. And then it kind of went back to CJ's favor. They've completely flipped now. Across the board – Bryce Young is now the odds-on favorite. Uh, I've seen him anywhere between minus 200 and minus 250 now to be the first overall pick. C.J. Stroud plus odds everywhere, between plus 145 and plus 170 I've seen. Uh, These odds have flipped considerably, and and I think it matches the information that we've kind of heard. You know, I I heard in – you know, from somebody that I talked to inside the Panthers organization that they, after seeing Bryce Young's pro day, they were impressed, particularly with his arm strength. And they thought that he had more arm strength than they anticipated going in. I think that has really helped their case. And for those of you that listen to the number one show or listen to us in TDM Premium Discord knows, uh, I've been saying all along, I felt CJ Stroud was mispriced in this market, that there was way more confidence in the sports book in that pick being one than anybody I talked to either inside the Panthers organization or in the NFL in general. And uh, I think we're finally starting to see this now a little bit less than two and a half weeks into the draft. We're starting to see these odds kind of come back to, I think, a more appropriate level. Although I will say, this is still just a hunch that I have. I still I still wouldn't rule out Anthony Richardson potentially being the top pick here. Uh, but I think at this point, you know, you're probably only betting on him for a low dollar amount. At this point, I, I don't advocate whatever we are. What are we, 16 days out now of the draft? I don't advocate betting on anybody on minus 200. I just don't think you're going to get – you'd have to bet a ridiculous amount of money to to get your return on that investment. And, and I doubt, you know, anybody's out here playing with thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in units to do that. Uh, you know, if you want to do a what, what my friend calls a pizza bet, you know, Ten dollars, fifteen. I mean, remember when you can get pizza for ten dollars? Because it's, remember because it's a little days. Caesar's pizza. Those, bet. Are, da- those are the days. Uh, you know, if you want to do something small on Richardson at, at twenty to one, uh, I, I still think I, I would consider that. But honestly, that's really about it at this point. But I, I did find it very interesting, and it seems like all signs at this point, as we are sixteen days out, are pointing to Bryce Young being the number one overall pick. Which, 
We won't get into all the rabbit hole here, and you can kind of listen to the Houston podcast where we talk about the number two overall pick to kind of see, because we do explore the possibility of Bryce going one and what that would mean. So I would strongly recommend you go back and listen to that podcast because the galaxy brain on that becomes really interesting. And for those of you that are TDN Premium members, uh, you can listen today. If you go inside of the Premium Discord and into the video on demand channel, you can hear us have that galaxy brain with a lot of our Premium Discord members uh, from our meeting on Monday. So uh, those are two options for you to check out to kind of see what a Bryce Young number one overall goes and how it affects number two trade-ups, how it affects who's going to trade up to three, how it affects where the Colts are going to do, the Titans are going to do, maybe even what the Vikings are going to do. Uh, it's really fascinating. I was going to say, you wanted, you wanted to update everybody about the odds on Bryce Young and the odds for C.J. Stroud, and to me, you were bearing the lead because you – We've talked about this on the show in the past. Update me on the regular with what you have when it comes to draft props. You yesterday gave me the updated total that I won't share here because I'm sure there will be more bets that go in between now and the draft. So we'll give everybody Maybe. a final. We'll give everybody a final total when you ready yes. when you're ready to call it quits. But you just haphazardly just dropped. You're like, oh hey, I have you know the Chargers to to take a running back in the first round at ten to one. And then today in this meeting that was mentioned, or I, I should say yesterday, since we're recording this show. Uh, for Tuesday, you just happened to just drop. Yeah, hold, hold on, Chris. I was trying so hard this entire segment to make it sound like we were recording this on Tuesday. Yeah, I, but you know how that I works. I was trying brain, so hard. My brain doesn't work that way. We're recording it on a Monday for Tuesday. And, we record the show the day before all the time. I, I, I switched my entire frame yeah, of reference. Well, it's to gone like now. Yesterday and in our nope, meeting, all this other stuff. Now. And then you're out here and be like, ah, oh, just. Bl-. Yeah, we record the night before, right. unless there's some major breaking news. And obviously, TDN Daily hosted covers by the breaking the news. Right, the one I and co- only Chris Schubert. Right, I cover the news that happens in the in between. But, but sure. So we're recording the night before. So this all happened today. But Chris broke the fourth wall. But but continue with your question here. So Please you continue. you drop all these things, and I think the Chargers thing yeah. was like over the weekend when you updated me. But you update yeah. me on all the bets that you have, and just out of nowhere on Monday, you're just like, oh, you know. I just, just for whatever reason, decided to buy into these rumors that the Minnesota Vikings could be moving up. And I put, uh, you want to talk about a pizza bet, you put a pizza bet down on the Minnesota Vikings to be the team to draft Anthony Richardson. And since you did that, the odds have dramatically changed in a great direction for you to where you got a very good price. I set the market, Chris. You did set the market Uh, in some ways. so look, so sometimes, you know, where people like, you know, they lay in bed at night and, you know, they think about, I don't know, their wife and their kids sure. or their pets or what they want to do the next yeah, day future, or maybe a meal yeah, or buying a vacation. house or something, dreams, all that stuff. What do you do? I galaxy brain draft. Problems. Right. And so and that's and we'll talk about the Chargers one here in a second. But one of the galaxy brain ones was and obviously this picked up more steam on Monday. Uh, I think Josh Norris tweeted about it, and there were some others as well. And and so the, the, the steam, at least publicly, about Minnesota trading up to three. I haven't heard anything one way or the other, you know, internally. I just I just see what's been out there on social media. But uh, you know, I was sitting there on Sunday, and I was kind of screwing around, and I'm looking through all the all the offerings because every once in a while you'll see a line that just goes, makes you go, huh. And at this stage, outside the number one pick. I'm betting ten dollars here, twenty here, ten here, five. This you one know, was very specific, by the way. It's a very specific. Well, amount. And, and so I bet sixteen dollars and sixty-seven. Very specific because it would it, it would win me a thousand dollars. Like that's why that, that no, number was don't there. sell For, yourself short. A thousand dollars and twenty cents. No, a thousand sixteen eighty-seven would be your total well, payout no, because that's well because that includes the stake. 
Oh, that's so I'm a just good talking point. about winning. So you win $1,000 so and 20 cents. $1,000 and 20 cents. You sold yourself short. Uh, but it was 60 to 1 odds on the Vikings of taking Anthony Richardson. As I'm sitting here galaxy branding on the odds that they could potentially move up to three, or I mean, I guess it's a possibility they could move up to two if Houston decides to move back if Bryce Young goes one. But I'm thinking of a scenario where, you know, Bryce goes one, maybe CJ goes two, maybe Will Anderson goes two, and the Vikings have an opportunity to get frisky and move up to that third spot with Arizona. And what the, who could they potentially take? And uh, I have some bets in on Will Levis for them as well. I think that's a possibility. I don't think they need to move into the top five to take Hendon Hooker. So I'm, I'm not placing those odds. And right now that's like an eight to one bet for them to take a Hendon Hooker. It's like 60 to one. Or in this case, $16.67 to win a grand. <laughs> all right. Like, all right. I'll I'll, I'll take a flyer there. And, and I end up putting a similar amount on, on Will Levis at 20 to 1 as well. But the 60 to 1 really, really intrigued me. And uh, it's now moved to 25 to 1, which is which feels good. I mean, it doesn't matter if it doesn't happen. Like, I don't get any uh, I don't get any consolation prizes. And, and on those bets, you don't get cash out opportunities. So it's not like I could, you know, take a, an immediate return on that investment. Uh, but... It was really interesting. And then to your other point, Chris, uh, I'm starting to see team to draft props or team to draft position props too, which mm-hmm. I like more than team to draft player. Obviously, oh, give me buckets. Talk, no. Give me buckets. Give me ranges. Give me more options to Correct. win money. You know, that's the way I it's like because, to operate. Look, quite frankly, especially when you're not talking about like picks one or two or something like that, picking team to draft specific player is almost always a terrible bet. You're going to lose money. 60 in the long to run. one, I'll take a flyer. Sure. And 60 to 1 when you're talking about a quarterback and you can limit the, the scopes a little bit. Well, with with how much with how many dollars you have out there, what's an extra what's an extra 1667? You know, you might as well just add it oh. to the pile. Uh, I might as well at this point. But <laughs> Chargers take a running back I saw at at 10 to 1. And this is with their first pick. So whatever, you know, this would include a trade up, a trade back, whatever it would be, the first time that they make a selection, 10 to 1 on a running back, which I thought would be is really interesting value cuz considering where they sit they could be in prime Bijan or Jameer Gibbs territory. We know the very public uh, issues right now that Austin Eckler has. And at best, this will be Austin Eckler's last season in L.A. At worst, he's gone this offseason. He's already played his last snap in L.A. They don't have some I, – I like Isaiah Speller. I like some of the pieces they have there. But nobody's a starting caliber running back on a roster that is a playoff caliber team that expects to be there. I know we frequently mocked a tight end to that spot, but – I could absolutely see them as as a stop a stop uh, a stop gap for a Bijan Robinson fall or a surprise landing spot for Jameer Gibbs, and so that was one of the interesting ones. I've had I've actually had a few of these now. I don't know if I, I don't even think I showed you all of them, Chris. Um, here's the other ones I placed, and at some point I'll read these all as we get to this on the podcast. You need to put a spreadsheet uh, together that's shareable so that everybody can see what you have yeah. in order to to know what to root for or root against. Maybe so, in my my case. So these are the bets I made recently. Team okay. to take this position first. Um, oh, I forgot. I also did this. Minnesota to take a quarterback. Uh, at guy plus. has guy has bets that he forgot about. <laughs> guy has so much action. He has forgotten about bets that he has. Placed. Well, no, because now I focused on the singular. I forgot I actually put in this bet on. It's unbelievable, uh, dude. I was I was out of commission this weekend, so I probably shouldn't have been. But these are all like ten dollar bets. Like I'm I'm not going wild on, on these ones. But team to take first. I took a uh, quarterback from Minnesota at plus five fifty. I mentioned 10 to 1 on the Chargers at running back. I also took for running back New England at 10 to 1 and Philadelphia at 13 to 1. So just as I'm thinking of potential landing spots, I thought they were all really solid odds for running backs, whether it's Philly at 10, New England at 14, the Chargers at what are they, 23 or 24 with the forfeited pick, whatever it ends up being. 
Um, I thought all of those odds were interesting, and I think all those teams are prime Bijan Robinson territory. So I want to take those odds. And then one I took just small, just because I just fundamentally thought the line was wrong. And it was only plus 200, but the Bears would take a defensive lineman with their first pick because offensive line was pretty heavy favorite. And I just, I don't think they're going to take one at nine. So that's a $10 to win 20 bucks. That's a, but I just felt like just the wrong line. Uh, and then the update on the other one is Levis. I spent 25 bucks, the Levis to Minnesota, 25 bucks to win 500. I have one more NFL draft related rumor storyline that I want to discuss before we will get to the regularly scheduled portion of the program where we go through the NFC East win totals. Uh, yes. I'm sure you saw this because uh, we discussed it a little bit in our meeting, but six teams, according to Adam Schefter, at least have inquired with the Arizona Cardinals about trading up for the third overall pick. And then he adds that the Cardinals are still mulling whether to move the pick or make it. And my immediate reaction was, that's a nice leak from the Cardinals front office. That's a very yes. nice way of saying, wow, look at all the teams that are interested when there's not really that much interest and they're trying to drum up interest. Of it's, course. At least six, at least they're six trading teams, that pick. Hold on. At least six teams have inquired. Here you go. Let me, let me, let me uh, method act here what's occurring. They pick up the phone. Hey, you know, you got that third overall pick. Oh, they've inquired about it. They've, they, they mentioned the third overall pick in the course of a conversation. That means they've inquired. Yes. Uh, and also, uh, that's very much an increase your price. That That's all that yep. is. Again, for those of you that follow um, Andrew Brandt on Twitter, you know, like he kind of does like the the GM to layman term speak, like the GM translator. That's kind of what it feels like here. It's like, yeah, th the translation is nobody's met our, ne met our needs yet. And by the way, that's consistent with what uh, we heard and we talked about this uh, on last week's show of that the price to move up to three was very similar to the price to move up to one, which is why Carolina moved all the way up to one. Yeah, but that price so has to have a, changed now. It has to. Well, I'm sure, but having that high price tag is probably the reason why that pick hasn't been traded yet. Agreed, but and again, I'm still of the belief that if they are going to move the pick, it would have to occur on draft night when we see how the quarterbacks fall with one and two, right? I'm, I'm a, I strongly believe that that's yes. the way it's going to have to go down. And I think now, if, especially if Houston doesn't take a quarterback in the end, becomes really interesting unless Houston snipes you from a trade partner. Like, that's the other interesting dynamic here of, like, the teams that are trying to trade up with Arizona, what if Houston says, you know what, we're open for business. If they if they get wind, and like I said, I've heard all along, Bryce was their QB1. I don't know who the QB2 is. I don't know how close it is. I don't know if Bryce goes one, if it means they won't take a quarterback. But if that scenario plays out, Bryce goes one to Carolina, and that was the quarterback Houston wanted, what if they want to trade back now? What if they're the team talking to Tennessee? What if they're the team talking to the Raiders? What if they're the team talking to Minnesota? Like, I don't know. I've got my trusty pen. Okay. I've got my trusty notebook. I'm ready to play the win-loss game with the teams in the NFC East. We start. All right, let's, let's, let's hope we uh, feel better about it than with the AFC well, East yeah, teams. That was, I don't that think was we... We didn't love bad. that. So I'm going to we're going to go through all four and set the stage on what their win total is, and then we'll go back and go through the schedule. So Jamie, okay. do you want to play the game? Since I have the numbers in front of me, do you want to play the game of trying to guess where you think the number is? At yes. Okay. I did. I did want to do this. All right. So I, I okay. have Dallas's number set up for you. Nine and a half. That's exactly what it is. Nine and a half for the Dallas. Cowboys. Let's go. That's a good start for you. Uh, the New York Football okay. Giants. I feel like they're not going to like them. Okay. Seven and a half. Eight and a half for the New York Giants. 
Okay, good. No, that, that eight and a half, I think, is appropriate. Uh, we'll I, see. I was, we'll see I if was, it's appropriate. We'll do. We'll do the oh, work. That, that's that's a great to call, Chris. To that's quote what one whole, of our, that's what, right. To quote one of our favorite wrestlers, we'll do the work. Okay, we'll 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 figure it out. The defending NFC, yeah. the NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so I know you said yesterday that nobody had twelve. That's correct. Right? So I I I'm gonna go with eleven and a half. That would be too high. Ten and a half for the Philadelphia Eagles is what the number is. These are according to our friends over at Bet Online. Those that those are the outside yes. music. Uh, and the Washington uh, football team, also known as the Washington Commanders, seven and a half. Uh, seven on the nose is their number. So those are the numbers. Philly at ten and a half. Dallas at nine and a half. The Giants at eight and a half. And Washington at seven. So we start. We go in order of what the numbers are. So we will start with the Philadelphia Eagles here. And the, way, right. and the way that we do this is we look at their um, road schedule. And their home schedule. Here is what the Philadelphia Eagles have in 2023 for a road schedule. At Washington, at Dallas, at the Rams, at the Patriots, at the Giants, at the Jets, at the Seahawks, at the Chiefs, at the Bucks. That's, okay. It's tough for me to do the math in real time while I'm reading you the, yeah. the, the information. So while you explain what, what number you got to, let me get to it. Yeah, I feel like six is is a reasonable number for them. Um, I I don't think I I don't listen to that and I hear a lot of losses. By the way, I'm excited that which we talked about a little bit on the AFC show. I'm excited that the Chiefs get to get all these like premium matchups with some right? of these best teams. I do think that's a uh, loss. though. Yeah, that's not what I'm going to give them. It's not what I'm going to give them. Um, I think they can beat Seattle and Tampa. I think they can beat Seattle and Tampa. I think they'll split. Uh, I will have them split with Dallas. I think that I think it's reasonable to say that this is probably a four and two divisional record for them. Maybe, yeah, maybe three and three. So I was just four and two. okay. So you're jumping ahead of me here. I was just looking at the road schedule. That was just what I was focusing yeah. on. So I'm going to give them Seattle and Tampa. The loss to Kansas City. That's two and one. I think they split yep. the New York teams. They'll beat one. They'll lose to one. Would okay. be my guess. So, so that's what, three and two. That's now? three and two. I think they'll beat New England. Okay, four. And I think two. they'll beat the Rams. Five and two. I think they'll beat the Commanders. Six and two. And I think they'll beat the Cowboys. You're, you're thinking they're going to beat them twice? I think they can beat the Cowboys twice. I think that Dallas right, team's so going to take a step back this year. I think nine and a half we then, might then, end up being a strong number. Then, then you're uh, then, then you're very. I mean, if they, if they go seven and two on the road, they're going to fly over this number. Well, when I tell you their well, hold on, let me tell you their home schedule. Maybe you'll think different. Okay. Uh, Washington, Dallas, yeah. New York. Arizona, San Francisco, yeah. Buffalo, Miami, Minnesota. Even so, I think I think getting like, four four of those is pretty likely. I got eleven and six, and I feel like I, I and I would lean higher. So I think Minnesota's a win. I mean, depends on when that Miami game is. If that Miami game is late in the season in Philly, give me the Eagles. With the weather, even so, I, th- I think the the Eagles are better. Uh, but the, uh, it's a good. It should be a good game. The Cardinals. But, they'll split. Yeah, I, I, I don't care. I don't care if Kyler's playing or not. Yeah, that's I a win. I think. I think eleven. I don't care or, when in the year I that think is. eleven or twelve is pretty likely. So I like the over on this. I don't know if it's a strong yeah. play yet, but I like the over. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like eleven is a safe number, and yeah. I could easily get to twelve. Yeah, but that's so, that's still in our range. That's still in our range of being weary. Right? Yeah, we don't feel like, all right. comfortable about it. So, it right. But to be fair, Chris, it's it's hard. I will say this: what, when you have teams that have double digit win totals. It's really hard to bet on them mm-hmm. because they're up there for a reason. So you really don't want to take the under, but it's hard to win 12, 13 games in the NFL, even with 17 game season. So 
you usually find values in the single digit numbers. Mm-hmm. I would oh. say more often than not, you're going to find values one way or the other above or low in single digit numbers. Speaking of single digit numbers, those are the next three teams that we have. We will start with Dallas okay. at nine and a half. Here's the road schedule for the Dallas Cowboys at Washington, at Arizona, oh. at Miami, yeah. at the Giants, at the Eagles, at San Francisco, at Buffalo, at Carolina, oh, at the Chargers. That's tough. Jesus Christ, that I, sucks. I see, I see wins in Carolina. I see a win in New York. They could go three and they could realistically go three and six I, on the road. New York, Carolina, and Arizona. I think are there three wins that I feel comfortable giving them on the road. Do you not agree? Yeah, that's. I'm not picking them to go to SoFi and beat the Chargers. I'm not picking them to go to Buffalo and beat the Bills. I'm not picking them. But the tra- San Francisco. I, I, so here's the thing. Here's what I here's just what popped in my head, and I, and maybe this is going to make sense to like six people out there, but we'll Love see. Love that. Love that. Don't the Chargers just feel like the AFC Cowboys? <sighs> Do the Chargers not just feel like, like the they AFC can beat Cowboys? anybody? They can lose to anybody, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I think the Chargers are a better talented team, like from a talent perspective, like the names on the roster. I like them more, and I think they're coached. I think I would take their coaching staff over the, the Cowboys coaching staff. But I don't disagree with the thought here. It just feels like they're the AFC Cowboys. Sure, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to... They have the better quarterback, and they're home in this game. Oh, no, I, I'm not I'm not picking the Cowboys to win this game. Oh, it's just okay. something that popped okay. in my head. Of like, If I had to find a, like the mirror equivalent oh, yeah, yeah. on the other, the side, the other side of the league, team. the other conference, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like... Or maybe the Cowboys are the NFC Chargers. I don't know. Sure, if you want to look at it from that perspective. But yeah, I, I, three is, is as this comfortable sucks, as I'm giving. I told you, I think they take a step back this year, man. I do. I, I mean, even if they don't take a step back, that schedule sucks. Uh, here are their home games. All right. What's the home games? Let's see if they can redeem themselves a little bit. And, and this was what? Nine and a half, right? Was the nine and a half. They could get Washington. That's tough, too. Uh, all right. I, and again, that division's always weird that they beat up on each other in that division, they, even they when they're all bad or all good. So here are the home right, games. Hit me with the home schedule. Washington, the Giants, okay. the Eagles, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Jets. And the Lions. Ooh, okay. But you have to get to seven to overcome. I'm not getting to seven. Well, that's what you have to do to overcome what we just did. I'm going to be incredibly generous to get to six. And I'll give that, puts them at nine and eight. And I would lean under. I got to tell you, I might like this one a little bit. This one might get a star. This one's going to have a, a star next to it for the time being. Where do you have them? You're going to have them at like eight, right? Well, I have, have them, eight I have them winning only three road games. I think they can and beat what, five, going five and three at I home? think they can beat the Rams. I think they can beat the Patriots. Um, if it's Aaron Rodgers, they probably can probably won't beat the Jets. The Lions, they're gonna be t- that Lions team's gonna be so much improved. So I'll get two. I'll give them the Washington four, five. I I can get them to eight. If I'm generous, I can get them to eight. Yeah. We're so we're we're at eight or eight eight to nine is where we're sitting on and this right I, now. And that's I think if we're being nice, I think. Hmm. Okay. Can't they can't go back and hire Sean Payton now? So no, they can't. They can't do that. They're they're stuck there. All right, we move on to hmm. the Giants, who are at eight and five. Okay. This is going to be a hard team to handicap. I'll be perfectly honest well, with you. Well, let's do this because the, let's see what they clearly took the talent the talent level versus their win total last year. Uh, that that scares me now. Okay. All right. Well, let's get all right. Hit me with it. Fun. All right. This at, is the road schedule at Washington, at Arizona, at Dallas, okay. at Miami. 
at Philly, at San Francisco, at Buffalo, at Vegas, at New Orleans. <laughs> under, <coughs> under. We're not even. We're not even. Oh. At the, we're not even at the home. Under, under on the oh. eight and a half. Sorry to all the Giants Good fans out. Good God, there. they're oh, not. I, I, mean, sorry. I mean, they're. Philly, San Francisco, and Buffalo were brutal. Right. This is what happens when you play as well as you do. You get a second place schedule and or a third place schedule, and this is what you draw. We're going to be talking about Drake May and the Giants, aren't we? We're about October. All right. All right. Give me the home schedule. I, mean, it's I, I know where much, this is going. It's give... not much better. Washington, Dallas, Philly, Rams, okay. Seattle, Patriots, Jets, and Green Bay. Yeah, I got them at seven wins. And they're also at eight and a half. Eight and a half. So I might get a star too. We got two stars. Okay. I got two stars that I'm putting on in this division. Okay. That that that's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh we have Washington to, to uh close it out here and then we can recap. Yeah, this division Man, so the Giants are rewarded for all that last year and all the fun that they had. Well that's that's what happens when you play that well. You get a third place schedule, and that well, third place schedule and, and, and the division they draw. The other divisions that they draw is brutal. Like the East, the the Easts draw uh, each other this year, so they've got to play no, the no, no, Bills, I, I get, I, Dolphins, I and Jets. And they draw, they draw the like. I would rather you'd much rather the Bills come to you than have to go to Buffalo, and so you draw the bad end of that sword there. Sure, although I mean the weather's not gonna be that much different. I just mean from a, but, them coming to your environment than you having to go there. Man. Oh, I might be. That I might. Sucks. I might be in on the Washington Commanders this year, my guy. That sucks. All right, let's talk about Washington because because I feel like this is another team that's interesting because I feel like they're they're going to win more games than we uh, than we project. I think so too. I think seven. This we might have three ones that I like. Here, oh, so this is seven on the dot for that. Seven right? on the okay. dot. So, so if there's you get push to, potential. Yeah, if you get to seven, important. it's a push. At Dallas, at the Rams, okay. at the Patriots, at both New York teams, at Philly, at Seattle, at Atlanta. At Denver. Okay. God, there are so many 50-50 games in that stretch, but okay. I think, hit, I think hit me with the home. I think Rams, I, Patriots, I, Giants are all 50-50s. I mean, yeah, because I mean, that's the, like, the Rams and the Patriots and stuff. They're not going 0-17. Right. So I know we're giving them wins on a lot right. of these, but. Right. Here's the home schedule. Also, by the way, like how much the Patriots hate Mac Jones? It's hilarious. Dallas- what if the Patriots move up? What if the Patriots do something That's, crazy and that trade was up the, the three? That was for the earlier part of the show. You probably should have snuck oh, that in. Okay, there. sorry, no, sorry, totals, sorry, so yeah, sorry. We'll say that for another time. Yeah, say that. I'll say that for the takes on take segment. Or I'll save just put in my own. Yeah, take. or save that for the start of tomorrow's show. Um, Dallas, Dallas, New York, Philly, Arizona, San Francisco, Miami, Buffalo, Chicago are the home games for the Commanders. Yeah, under. What are we talking about? Under. I mean, they draw Miami I, I and Buffalo at down. home, but like... I, I don't care if they drew them on the moon. Having to play San Francisco, Miami, and Buffalo is not great. That's not ideal. But this hold on. Five-win team. Hold on. I think they beat Chicago, and I think they beat Arizona. Okay, that's, cool. That's two. We, we just have to oh, get the seven to push lovely. it. That's two. I think they yeah, beat so it. How many, so that gets me to four. Okay. I think they beat Atlanta. Okay. I think they can beat one of the Patriots or the Rams. Okay, that's six. What's more likely to happen? You're telling me they're going to lose every division game? No, I'm telling you what's more likely to happen, that they win six games or they go eight and nine. Because that's what you bet you. You have the push. I 
think so if you take the under i i you, here's the what only way you lose is if they win he, eight games here's what i'm determining i'm putting a big x through this one i want nothing to do with it <laughs> this, I want, this, is the, this is the other stay away from yes you? i want nothing to do with this team total i thought we were going to like it when i first looked at the schedule but now reading it out loud i want yeah, you got, nothing to do with this you got me excited uh, well, because I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, they draw Miami and Buffalo at home. That's great. And then I also was like, oh, they then have to go to Denver and they have to play San Francisco, and then they still have to play the Eagles. Twice. This sucks. Yeah, sorry. Under with a with a quarterback in Sam Howell, who second year player, but basically a rookie season, right? I mean, Correct. so I'm out on this. And for those, the reasons, enemy can I'm work out. some magic. But they have playmakers on that team, but that's 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 brutal. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical, so I crossed that one out. We need to go. We, we we need to go back to the Jags so we can just start adding some wins because of their schedule. But like, <sighs> yikes. Um, yikes! Okay, you mentioned it. We are bringing back yikes. Uh, listener oh, yeah. takes takes on takes time on the show. And so I haven't seen any of these, Chris, and I'm not sure how many you have seen. We're gonna bring this this segment back here to well, this. This is kind of what I, this is my expert. This is my expertise. I'm kind of yeah, this is I'm, your deal. Uh, this is what I do best. Is is reading people's takes right that's my that's been my role here in this company for a long time so i'm yeah. sliding right back into my normal role i've got a bunch of them okay uh, and and so we're gonna do this to end all of our shows yeah, it's gonna be an so everyday how thing. many we're gonna do yes every single day we'll do it we're not gonna dedicate only one day a week we'll do a little bit of, of everything and they could be anything by the way obviously if they're draft or if they're gambling related they'll get nice little stars next to them but this could literally be about anything i will tell you it's all football ones today no one snuck in a, a non-football related one um ryan starts with the takes on takes hendon hooker is qb3 in this class not for me but i do i i get i, I don't know how did you guys used to rate the these takes from uh, well there was before? the there was the poop hat if, if it was very well bad. i don't i don't have any of the props it Kyle was and the, joe took those right, with well, in was, the divorce so um you act yeah, they, they you those... divorce as if they're not they're not our friends and we talk to them all the time. But they have the approval maraca and Correct. the poop hat. We don't you okay, gotta come well, up you we need have to, to come up with that gimmick. You need to I, workshop this, right? Yes. But, so but I want it to come naturally. Whatever kind of sliding I don't scale. Be a copycat. Um, um I, I think this take is okay. Um because here's why. I know there are teams in the NFL that believe that. So it's not a crazy take. I am not one of those teams. Nor one of those people. I guess I'm not a team at any point. I'm not an entity. I but, have like, age concerns. I have injury concerns. I have productivity concerns. I have scheme concerns. Yep. I love it. And mo principle for me is the injury, to be honest with you, right now. It's fair. I love the like, athleticism. If he was fully healthy well, through this I, process. I think it's a different conversation because I think he wins the Heisman and the hype train will have left the station by now. And and, it, and we're talking about him yeah. potentially going number one. I don't think he would have, but he's in that conversation. Now, like, because, and again, the age concerns me a little bit. But it's the it's age with the injury. It's with the injury because yeah, yeah. now you're adding another year. Now you're mm -hmm. talking about, is he going to play before 26? And he might. And he might play this year. There, there, there is some thought Correct. that he could play this year. So that would, if, if, if you could get the answer from his team that said, he and his camp that said, oh, no, we think he's on track to being able to, to play this year, that would alleviate some concerns. I think the athleticism's there. I think his mobility's really good. He just needs to get more consistent with his with his arm and his ball placement. Those are things that I think he can work on. Um, So, you know, SQB3, I, I think if you're going to be a top-two quarterback prospect in most years' class, you have to be pretty well-refined. I still think there's some rough around the edges with, with Hendon in terms of some of the things he needs to, to make up. So uh, three is probably the ceiling for me, um, but I still like Will a lot, and I know some people don't. So I would have a tough time and with And Richardson. Three. Yeah. And, and I, I think putting him at three indicates that you have him above both those guys. And 
while I agree, you, you both those other guys, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, have their own concerns. Their level of upside is significantly higher than Hendon Hooker, and they're healthy right now. And whether they play this year or not, they will be healthy throughout the entire mini camp and preseason process, which will help aid their development. So uh, I like Hendon Hooker. Uh, I elite human being, by the way, great great person to be around. And what whoever, whichever team drafts him, he will be a major asset in the locker room. So I am rooting for him on a personal level to have some success, but I can't quite put him there at QB3 for me. Uh, shocking that Dolphins craze would send in a Dolphins-related take, but his take is the Dolphins at plus 290 to win their division is the best value odds for any team in the AFC to win their division. The right, odds are per FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, so let me look it up because obviously those are – oh, the Yankees are winning. Um, so the odds there – are one thing, and I understand the point he's going to make, but I actually need to look at this and look at these. Okay, so I will tell you, I don't think I've, boards? I don't think I've looked at these, so this, this will be fun. I have not. Okay, division winners. All right, so he says the best value. Looking at the AFC North, don't really see great values there. AFC East uh, plus two nine. Actually, the Jets have a better odds to win the division than the Dolphins, which I think is a terrible is, price. Is, terrible price, which is interesting. Uh, we could look at the AFC West. I'm not. I'm not going to bother. Um, Hmm. Okay. All right. So I've got one. I've got the, one that I like more. I've got two that interests me. I've got one that oh, I think is a slam dunk that I would take over. A slam dunk. I think this is a okay. slam dunk. Because the take was the was. Well, let me just make the sure I get value. the phrase. The best, the best value. value doesn't mean Correct. I think it's going to happen, but best value. Correct. And I think you can get okay. a team at a similar price to Miami that I like I've their two. I like their division set up for okay. them a lot better. All right. Are we on lockstep here? I don't know. Are they picking number what, one overall? What, what, what? Ooh, that's not the NFC South team I was picking. Because I have the Panthers now, at okay. plus 280. Okay. What about the Falcons at plus 380? Not a bad one either. I like that one too. That division, I think, has got some good value in it. Because the, also, the Saints are the favorite because they're the team that has the competent quarterback play right now, right? That's the only reason why they're, they're plus 115. Sure, but they're also going to be without Alvin Kamara for a, a period of time. Uh, they've also lost some pieces on that defense. Yeah, they're also... I I would take both Carolina and Atlanta at their odds before I would take the Saints at theirs. Agreed. I, am I crazy? Okay. I'll, I'll, trust me, I'll let you know. I'm looking at the NFC North. Are you going to do it? Because I thought about it. I like the Lions. But I think the hype might be going a little it, bit too far. And, and here's why. If you're going to give me plus 310 on Minnesota, give it to me all day Correct. long. Give it to me all day long. I'm going to get more than 3-1 to one on a team that won 13 games last year. And it, and it's gonna, and is Green Bay is going to take a step back. And I like Detroit. Trust Correct. me. Hashtag our Lions. I did it all day yesterday oh. in the TDN Daily chat. Okay? I love the Lions. But yes. you got you to gotta make it to the dance first before you start. You got to do it first. Right. You got to do it. Yes. You, you, we can talk about you doing it, but you got to actually do it. Minnesota, the one thing they have done is they do this part well. They don't do the playoff yeah, part well. they in the well. regular season. They, this part they do fantastic. I would say this. And, and here's this. Right now the Lions are plus 130. The Vikings are plus 310. I think both of these teams should be like plus 150. Think about it. The Bears are plus like I, 320. That's how yeah, close the Bears to, aren't. But that, but that, I think that's a terrible place the on the Packers. Vikings. Then I also think, I also think the Packers at four at plus four ten are is a little disrespectful as well. I think I would agree. But uh, uh, to me, it's more. Uh, I think the my favorite one is probably Minnesota. So I would say I would take Minnesota and I would take Atlanta 
before I would take Miami. So I, I guess Miami would be in the top. No, I'd probably take Carolina. Too. Miami would be in my top four. I hate the rest of the AFC, by the way. Yeah, it's it's tough. Miami would be my top four, and I guess it would be my top team in the AFC. I just named all three NFC teams. Yeah, that. so I would agree with in that. In the American Football Conference, I can agree with Dolphins craze, but otherwise, uh, I cannot. Well, and he did say the best value odds there. for any team in the AFC to win their division. So that is part oh, of the well, take. Then yes, but I think then overall in the not. NFL, we there are other teams. I should have listened to the question. Yeah, probably. But, that was my that was my fault. My yeah, but, but no, whatever. We we explored the possible, but in the AFC, yeah. Uh, the gentleman known to the TDM Premium Discord as the Scout Daddy. Okay, he has a take for us. Shout out to our guy Mason. Mason. Take Jonathan Mingo will be a top fifty prospect taken in this year's draft. Mingo's versatility in personnel packages allows you to use him as an eleven personnel tight end, as a matchup receiving option, as well as a split zone and crack blocker. I'm gonna sell this take. I there are things I like about Jonathan Mingo, and there's been a lot of hype, particularly since the combine about him. The concern, though, is the top 50 portion because I'm of the mind Can I, okay. that no, – No, no, no. I think you're going to make my point for me, so go ahead. I interrupt I'm you. of the mind that there are going to be fewer receivers taken in the first round than people expect. And I know that's a point that Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl brought out. I believe it as well, where I think we're seeing a max of two and maybe a small chance at only one going in the first round. I think you have a lot of guys that will be really solid second-round players. And I think when you start talking about the number of receivers that could go and the number of guys that I think are reasonably ahead of Mingo, like Johnston, like Addison, JSN, Downs, Flowers, uh, I would even put Marvin Mims uh, in front of him. Cedric Tillman I would take before him. I just think it, in the numbers game, there's a lot of receivers that are going to kind of be bunched up there in that first half of the second round, and I just don't think Mingo's name is going to be floated in there. So – do I think he's a day two guy? Yes. Do I think he's a top 50 guy? I'm not ready to go that far. Okay. You kind of made my point for me. I'm going to expand. The idea of Mingo is, is he is he might be better off used as a tight end, right? But he also has the versatility to play wide receiver. That's kind of the idea about behind Jonathan Mingo. You just named all the wide receivers that could potentially be there. Do I need to go through the list of tight ends that could also be there inside the top 50? Mm-hmm. So combine both of those points together, and I'm sorry – I just don't see a top 50 player. I just don't. I like Jonathan Mingo. I think the versatility is valid. But top 50, you're telling me that a team is going to is gonna look at a board that could potentially have a Darnell Washington inside the top 50 on the board and say, no, give me Jonathan Mingo instead of Darnell Washington. And that's, that's true to your point. You have Mayer. You have Darnell Washington. You have Luke Musgrave. Musgrave, who could all be round two tight ends. You have, Sam La- you have Sam Laporta. You have, I mean, like... All of those guys Tucker, are in Tucker that conversation. Tucker probably fits Tucker right into Kraft. that range. All, all those guys are potential top 50 guys. There's just too many pass catchers there for, for me to get on board yep. with the state. Um, we've got a couple more here. Bailey says, take under three and a half wide receivers will be taken in, in the first round. The three that will go will be JSN, Flowers, and Quentin Johnston. I agree with this take. I'm on record saying the number Love is it. going to be three. I think three is the number. I would even take under on that if I could at, at certain odds. But yes, I love this take. I definitely think under three and a half. And I think if they go, those are going to be the guys. And we're going to talk about that later this week when we talk about the first receiver to go because obviously JSN is a is a big favorite, but there's really interesting conversation behind him. I mean, we we've got we've got veteran takers in the chat. Like we have veteran takers in the veteran thread. takers. They are veterans to the TDN product. They understand and, what we're doing. Uh-oh. 
Braden, what they do? Braden's take: the gap in win totals for San Francisco and Seattle is too wide. The Seahawks could possibly surprise and win the NFC West due to Niners' quarterback situation and pieces they lost in the offseason. Braden, we got to do the NFC West win totals before we can. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that next week. We're not doing that, right? Braden, you're you're a you're a veteran. I expect better from you, Braden. But you know, you know, Chris, they were excited that we brought back takes on takes. That's so they've fine. Been bolstering but, these but we've been doing the wind toll. We we told everyone we were doing I know. the wind toll. Whatever. No, he. I know, but you know it, what? It's a thought that counts. he's not a new taker, so we're not going to give him a pass. I, oh. I expect better from Brayden. Wow. All right, we've got. I'm not calling people out. We're too new got, in this podcast. We've got two more. Nah, it's just it's, it's Brayden. He'll be fine. Uh, take from Anthony. Take the Steelers would be better off trading back from 17 if the top three corners and the three offensive tackles are off the board. They have no picks from 120 okay. until 234, mid fourth until mid seventh. So here's the thing. That scenario is not going to happen. So we need to just talk about whether or not they should trade back. So you were of the I belief that see, w- w- somebody I, of that group, the top three corners, the top three offensive tackle, will be there for them at 17? I believe multiple somebody's. Okay. At least two of those groups. I can, so, I can, I mean, sign on, I, I can co-sign that. By the way, my my take on take would be no offensive lineman could take in the top 10. And I think the li- offensive lineman could Did start, you just have a take a on somebody else's take? It's like take, I did. It was like take-ception. Take-ception. Right? That's very good. Um, so I, I think one of those guys is going to be available for them. I do think trading back would make a lot of sense. I think for most teams, trading back would make a lot of sense. But I think particularly a team that is uh, draft capital poor right now. Uh, but who? But the question is going to be: if Who's I'm playing coming in this up? Scenario, who's who, coming up and to seventeen who? and for whom? You need a. You need it. Like I talk. I know I, I'm going to sound like a broken Broker? record because I do this all the time. But there has to be a player that falls or is available that so, teams don't think is going to be there, and they move okay. up to get him. Who is that so player going to be? Is it B- again? It's, it's not Bijan. It's one of two players. It's Bijan, which I don't think someone's going to do. But right. it's Bijan or it's Hooker. Because here's why: you have to look. If they're trading up to 17, means they're worried about jumping teams right behind them. Detroit so, is at 18. So Seattle, Tampa Bay's at 19. Seattle's at 20, so and then forfeited picks. pick and LA's at 21. What's the common thread for those teams? They either need a quarterback or a running back or both, right? Mm-hmm. So that the only scenario where I see somebody deciding to move up to jump those teams in that scenario or to trade back into round one in that scenario is to take Hooker, I guess, or Levis if he falls. So quarterback or Bijan. Right. A, a quarterback I don't falling think any, in this environment is possible, but like it's just but that, that's the only scenario. And then again, if you're Pittsburgh, you're not taking a quarterback or a running back. So like that's the only scenario that makes sense to me in that in that spot. And again, if a quarterback falls, the question is, is how far would they fall? Would another team try to, you know what I mean? Would another team try to trade up to like 15 with Green Bay? Or uh, if they can trade back, they should. I don't think they're going to get that opportunity. And I also expect them to have at least one, if not two, or maybe even three of those top linemen slash top corners. All right. The last one here from Sam Teets. Hopefully you have that trusty pen and notebook handy here. Oh, good you're, you're going to oh, need good it Lord. for this one. Oh, this is the one with all the names, isn't it? Yeah. I did see this. Take Noah Sewell, Jalen Duncan. Gervon Dexter, Xavier Hutchinson, Colby Wooden, Zach Harrison, Kayshawn Boutte, and Luke Whipler aren't worthy third-round picks. Aren't worth third-round picks, excuse me. All right, so we're just going to – I completely zoned out and checked my phone while you were talking. So let's just go one by one. I know what the question is. I heard your question. We're going to have to go one by one. Okay, aren't worth third-round picks. Noah Sewell. So these are guys that are not worth going on day two. He is saying – these. so if I agree with him, I'm saying they're a day three talent. That is correct. Okay. Noah Sewell. I'm ready. Yeah, Noah Sewell's not good. Jalen Duncan. No, I take him in the third round. So would I. 
Gervon Dexter. Uh, I, I haven't watched a lot of him. I would say t- I, I would don't t- have a strong. Opinion. I would take him on day two. Yeah, I'd be making something up. I, I, I my gut tells me he'll go on day two, but I have not watched a lot of Gervon Dexter. Xavier Hutchinson. No, he's going on day two. I agree. I agree. I think the only thing that could work against him is if the whole the, class shifts down. If <laughs> yeah. they shift down, then that could cause a problem. Colby Wooden. I'm fine with him being on day three. That's fine. Zach Harrison. Man, he is one of the more complicated players to evaluate because for actually, honestly, for the last two years, uh, you see things that you like, but you also like hasn't really translated to production. <sighs> but is he not? Is he not a top? All right, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll give him that one. Okay. I'll give him that one. But maybe it's an early day three guy. Keishon Butte. I want no part of Keishon Butte. Okay, that makes. <laughs> Luke Whippler. I do think he's been overrated a little bit. And I've seen him like mocked in the back of round one, which I think is crazy. I I do think third round is reasonable for him as a center. Because you start to think of like, who else would you take there? Obviously you're taking John Michael Schmitz. You're going to take... Tipman. I think those guys are clearly the top two centers. Mm-hmm. Slide. You know, obviously those guys can play elsewhere if needed. And depending on where I they go, I'd, that could that could impact things. But yeah, I still think I take Wipe over Stromberg and some of the other guys. Was it Forsyth? Who is the which? Which Oregon guy is the center? I'm blanking. Uh, on I think it's Forsyth. I think it's Forsyth. Yeah, because I think Bass is the guard. Yes, I think. Um, so I I would sneak him into round three. All right, folks. Takes on takes every day here on the show. So you gotta you gotta submit submit them. You can submit them on Twitter at either one of us at Chris Schubert underscore. And I don't know what Jamie's Twitter handle is, so he'll tell you right now. It's literally just my name. Okay, so it's at Jamie at, at Jamie Eisner. It's or, very simple. Or if you're no member, underscores, no asterisks, no ambersands. Very. Simple. I mean, I would make it just my name if it was available, but I had to put the underscore there. Um, Sucks if, for you. If you're a member of the TDM Premium Discord, you can throw them in the Takes on Takes channel as well, um, and we will do a bunch of these every day. We can't promise we'll get to every single one of them, but if you put them in there, we'll try to sneak them in uh, to the show. Uh, tomorrow, we do the same thing. We re- recap whatever's happened in terms of the odds, the news, the buzz, the rumors in the last 24 hours and how it impacts uh, the NFL draft coming up here in just 16 uh, short days. What division do we want to do tomorrow, Jamie? Uh, well, I, I, let's do. We talked about him a little bit today, but let's do the NFC North. NFC. Let's North. talk about the division that, and let's actually go through this and see if our hunch about the Vikings or a hunch about maybe even Green Bay actually has merit. So that's what you can look forward to tomorrow. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. If you want to see the video version of the show, you can do so over at the Draft Network YouTube channel. Just search the Draft Network, subscribe, turn on the notification bell so you get notified when we go live uh, with TDN Daily, with the premieres of Prospects and Props and all the other content that we have over there. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Tuesday. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.